Hello, and thanks for joining us on the Christian Celebration Center podcast. Our prayer is that this audio will encourage you in Christ and challenge you from God's word. Enjoy the message. Let me pray real quick, and I'm going to jump into this word. And I've noticed that some of you are like, Cornell, I'm taking notes, but you, you speak so fast. So listen, it will not bother me if you say, say that again. Come on now. That's not going to bother me. I'm like, okay, guess what? I'm going to say it again, right? Sometimes, it's, sometimes the Holy Spirit is speaking right while I'm talking, like it wasn't prepared. Come on now, like in the moment. So I'm going to pray, and we'll get directly into this word. And then uh, we want to, I just want to spend some time praying with folks. We love praying because we believe prayer is what's going to change things around here. It's not our intellect. It's not how long we've been at the church. All those things are great, but at the end of the day, we need him. And that's what it's about. Can we, do, can we do one thing before we get into the word? Let's pray. Bow your heads and close your eyes. We'll get right into this in Jesus' name. Father God, once again, we love you. And we sing exactly what that song said. Go, Jesus, because you are the greatest. You treat us better than we deserve. That's your word. But that's also the truth towards us. And I'm asking you, Holy Father, that you would be the one that will begin to do the transformative work in our hearts, in our lives, and even in the situations we find ourselves in. God, when you think of us, you think nothing but good things about us. Thank you for that, Lord. Despite what we may feel and what we may think, irregardless of the times when we're in our feelings, you're still in our hearts and in our lives, and we want you to flourish. We want everything about us to be about everything you are. So Lord, bring us in alignment with your will for our lives and help us, Jesus, to come to the realization that being in fellowship with you is the most beautiful thing that we could ever experience in our lives. Because when we're right with you, being right with everyone else comes so much easier. So God, I just ask that you would anoint your word Anoint your name and allow us to sense what your spirit wants to say to us. We thank you and we love you. And everybody said, amen, amen. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five and say, that's what's up. Come on now. In Jesus' name, that's what's up. I first got to say, I, I first have to tell you, it's very rare that I can come to a church and everybody's on rhythm. Like everybody's on beat. Come on now. So I know the Holy Ghost is working here. I know it. You can't tell me he's not. Everybody's on beat. It was so, so good. I, I like that in Jesus' name. Hey, let me uh, start by telling you this. I want to share with you some very real interesting stats, some stats that uh, you may not know. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes, sometimes I can get into my head. Come on now. I can get, come on now, I can get into my head and I can overthink things. Are any, is any of you out there, you overthink things? Anybody like to overthink things? It's very simple, but you start to break it down and all of a sudden what was right starts to turn wrong and what was right starts to turn into questions. And uh, Anybody like that or is it just me? Come on now, right? I, I'm just telling you, some, some, I, I want to tell you so many times how... We find ourselves in a place where, uh, man, the thoughts come and we don't know what to do with them. I want you to hear this. Our brains, on average, weigh about three pounds. On average, the, 
the human brain weighs about three pounds. We process, watch this, we process, I want you to check this out, we process nearly 6,000 thoughts a day. Nearly 6,000 thoughts from the second you wake up to the time you go to bed, you process thoughts so quickly and so often that you don't even count the number. Should I turn right now? Should I hit the gas? Should I hit the brake? Should I pay for this? Should I order that? I mean, they're just going. We process so many thoughts that we don't even realize what's happening in us. And this is important. You're like, Cornell, why is this important? Because sometimes when we get to hard thoughts, when we come to difficult places to making decisions, it's made difficult because so many things are happening at once. Now, you probably figured out by now that I, I, I'm pretty ADD. Come on now. And I'm not going, that's just who he made me to be. Come on now. And I'm not ashamed of that. That's who he made me to be. I'm not saying that as an excuse. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm just saying my mind is always working, right? My wife often says she would love to be inside my mind. Come on now. I'm like, baby, just talk to me. I'll share it with you everything, right? Come on now. In Jesus' name, <laughs> right? I'm just saying this to set everything up. Watch this. I want to tell you how, um, how we think matters. How we think matters. In fact, I want you to check this out. Go ahead and hit me. According to the National Science Foundation, 80% of our thoughts are negative. So of, that, of those 6,000 thoughts that we think in, in a day, 80% of them, champ, are negative. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I can defeat myself and God's work in me just by the way I think. I'm going to say it over here today, okay? God has spoken truth over me, but when I overthink it, sometimes that which is true in reality becomes a lie because I've made it be a lie by the way I think. In other words, I want to say it like this. I have self-defeating thoughts often. And because of that, oftentimes the work of Christ Jesus in me is hindered, not because of him and his work, but because of what I allow my mind to do. Now watch this. What are you saying, Cornell? I want you to understand something. Go ahead and hit me. Studies have shown that the more negative thoughts we have, the less productive our brains are. Come on now. The less productive our brains are. So the way we think has a clear effect on how we live. And what I want to challenge you tonight with this very simple word is that I want you to think about the way you think. Let me say that again. Think about the way you think. I want to have in my life thoughts that lead me to something greater and better, thoughts that give me the sense and knowledge and the understanding that what God says about me is true. What he has promised me, I can take hold of, and I can allow that truth to transform who I am. The Bible speaks to this. The Bible speaks to this. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles real quick, and I'm going to go through this word really quick because I believe there's some of you here that you're battling in your mind, and as a result, it's not helping you in your faith. Mm. Touch your neighbor and tap and say, that's good. Come on now. Because I'm battling and warring in my mind, my faith is now taking, I know that's right, ouch, that's right. Because I'm battling my mind, it's overcoming the truths and the realities and the effectiveness of my faith. So I want to just give you a quick word, if you will. Watch this. Go to, with me to Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, our foundational scriptures. I'm just going to give you some scriptures that the Lord kind of gave me when I was in the place 
of allowing my thoughts to get the best of me. You need to know that uh, there's a fine line between confidence and cockiness. And I like to think that I'm pretty confident. I know who I am. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm at the stage and age of my life where I don't have to really prove nothing to nobody. But oftentimes, we get in the space of others and get in different arenas. And because we're around them, that our environment begins to affect who we are. When we get around certain people, we can't be the people that God has declared us to be. And as a result of that, what's happening is the devil is winning and the truth of God is not winning in our lives. And why is that the case? In Isaiah 26, 3, it says this. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Watch this next part. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. So as long as my mind is set on who he is, what he declares, and the way that he operates, my world will be at peace. I talked about that just a hair this morning. So the more I focus on Jesus and the truths that he has spoken over me. Watch this. The truth that he's presented to me, knowing his character and his nature, it distinguishes, listen, it extinguishes the negative thoughts that may try to come at me. What happened is my peace is lost. Watch this. My peace is lost when I take my eyes off of Jesus. I'm coming, bro. Thank you. My man. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm, I'm about. To, thank you, bro. Come on now. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Now, that's a winning thought right there. Come on. What I'm saying to you is this. What I'm saying to you is this. When I, listen, I, listen, it's not lost on me that you in this room today know that Jesus has something greater for you. But oftentimes we allow the situations we face and the things that come at us to dictate he who is in us. Come on now. If you can't say amen, say ouch. We allow the situations that come at us to dictate the God that's in us. And it should be the reverse. It should be aligned in a different way. And so what God is constantly trying to teach us is, hey, put my truth at the head and everything else flows from that. How many parents here? If you're a parent, raise your hand, watch this. How many times have you told your child, just listen to me? If that's you, say amen, amen. Just listen to me. <laughs> like I'm trying to help you, but no, no, I'm so scared. I'm so, just listen to me, right? As long as you follow my voice, because I've been there, I've done that, I want you not to have to experience what I experience. The Bible makes it clear. If you keep, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. See, what we need to do, watch this, go ahead and hit me. What we need to do is learn to reprogram our thinking. We need to reprogram our thinking. What do you mean, Cornell? I'm going to hit you with a hard one in just a minute. Watch this. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, you know these scripture passages. These are everyday use. These are uh, top-shelf scriptures I'm going to give to you. Quick references, if you will, mama, okay? These are scriptures you're going to hear all your walk of faith. Romans 12, 2, it says this. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your the way that we change isn't by putting it on our face. Come on now. Mm. 
It's not by just reading some good, some self-help book. No, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind according to the scriptures. And what is literally happening is the work of the Holy Spirit within us is applying the life and truth of Christ to who we are. Watch this. Justin, can you come here real quick? Can you come real quick? I love to show this. Maybe I showed it here. Maybe I didn't. Can you come up? I think you know it's about to happen. All right. I'm going to ask you to, to face everyone. And he's going to be Jesus today. Be Jesus. All right. See, what happens is we can hear a little black guy, a handsome white guy, share the word. But until we allow that word to manifest in our own spirit, we won't look like the living word. So what happens is when we not only just take the notes, listen to the sermon, start to apply the sermon, what begins to happen is now I begin to look just like Jesus. You're like, where's that little black guy? I'm like, I'm here. What the Bible says is when you start to act like the world, you're going to look like the world. Stay right there one, one, one second. Don't go. <laughs> when when I, I act like the world, listen, the way you, oh, Lord, help me. Write this in your notes. Write this one. The way you act is an expression of where your eyes are. So if I'm acting like an idiot, come on now. When you're supposed to represent Christ, I wonder where my eyes are. I wonder where my heart is. I want to look like Jesus. I go to my high school reunion, they're like, he's nothing like he once was. Of course I'm not. <laughs> because Jesus has changed me, right? He doesn't argue. He doesn't fight. He used to pick fights. He used to try to get me in the... Nope. So whatever the devil tries to do, watch this, towards me, he has to go through Jesus. <laughs> and even better still... Even better still is this. Watch this. When the devil tries to accuse me, I'm not there because I'm shielded. The Bible says, you can have a seat. Thanks. Give it up for my man. Come on now. The Bible says, the Bible says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's as if I myself was asked to get up on the cross and die along with Jesus. And what happens is as we, listen, as we allow our, our minds to be renewed, watch what, what, watch what will happen. This is for all those who pray today about decision making. Watch this. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Well, what do I supposed to do, Cornell? Watch this. Allow your mind to be renewed and God will make sure you know how you can walk within his will. Watch this. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So when you don't know what to do, go to the word of God because that's the transformative power in, in partnership with the Holy Spirit that's making us new. Come on, somebody say amen. Watch this. I want to show you this in Jesus' name. Watch this. Know this, beloved. The word of God has the power to transform everything about us. See, now, this is where you're going to get a major ouch. You ready for this? I happen to own an iPhone. And every once in a while, my iPhone will tell me it's time to update my phone. And guess what? I have to update it. If you like my wife, you'll take about seven months before you update it. 
Here's the problem with not updating the phone. It doesn't function right. Let me help you out. When we don't update, the phone doesn't respond the way it's supposed to respond. Watch this. Why is this? Why is it that we update our phone more than we update our minds? You can't say amen, say. If you can't say amen, say. Some of us update our phones more than we update our spirits. We're still living on last year's revelation. We're living on revelation from four years ago. I know you can tell me John 3.16, but get to the level where you can tell me a John 3.17. Come on now. What are you saying, Cornell? It's not enough for us to stay where we are. God is always trying to move us forward, and it happens right here. It happens right here. So watch this. What I'm saying to you is this. Don't make the mistake. Write this in your notes. Don't make the mistake of allowing my phone to get better, stronger, more protected than my soul. I'm going to update my phone. When they're updating our phones, what they usually are doing is strengthening the firmware. They figured out that the enemy has figured out a way to get into the phone and cause you trouble. So as a result, the maker, come on now, the maker finds out a way to prevent the enemy from getting in, but you have to make the decision to do the upgrade. It doesn't get no easier than that. Come on now. What are you saying? If you with me, just wave your hand. Let me help you out right, real quick. Watch this. The more we learn and apply God's word, the more we are transformed to the truth by his truth. To the truth by his truth. Now watch this. Here's the thing. So often I, have to find, my, I find myself praying with folks and mostly young adults. Mostly when they get in that, that, that time period where their dreams aren't matching up with God's plans. Come on now. You ever been there where, God, I wanted to do this. I had my mind set on this, but all of a sudden this is happening and they're not holding hands. Come on now. Like I got the peanut butter, but the jelly is nowhere to be found. Come on now. Come on now. So what do you do? I want you to understand what happens is then we start to allow our situation to dictate the way we think. The truth we once stood in and stood upon and believed begins to become like shaky ground when the word of God is never shaky. His word is a firm foundation. Somebody say amen. What are you saying tonight? I want to just say this. We have to learn how to take our negative thoughts captive. And if there's any verse that Pastor Cornell is ever going to have you remember, remember this one right here. Go ahead and hit me. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Very, very powerful, powerful. I'm saying this to everybody in the house. Everybody, up top, down low, everybody. Watch this. It says this. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Mm. You say you know God. Now you have to live like you know God. So if it tries to come against who God's cre- uh, uh, nature is, if it comes against who God has revealed himself to be to us, if it comes against his word, then I have to, don't have to accept it. I shut it down right away. So many people say, Cornell, how do I know if it's the voice of the Lord? Well, the Lord is not going to say anything that's against his character, nature, and will. Let me say that again slower for all those who think I speak too fast. The Lord will never say anything to you that goes against his character, nature, or will. He will always be true to himself, even when you're not true to yours. Come on now. So you can be feeling some kind of way, 
But God is never feeling some kind of way. The only way he feels is love towards us. It's the motivating factor of all that he is to us. And so we must take captive. Watch this. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And watch this. And we take captive. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In other words, if it comes in my mind, it doesn't have to dictate me because I'm going to see what God's truth is. And I'm going to say, guess what? Since it's not in alignment with his truth, I don't even got to let it enter in. Watch this. We fly often, and as you know, taking missions trip, you have to go through all kind of security. I love going through security. My wife doesn't. She's the type that they always stop her. Come on now. Always stop her. But I love going through, and y'all should know, Cornell, they like. Sir, would you please stand still? Okay. <laughs> but every once in a while, they'll make you go to the scanner and like, do you have anything on you? No, man, I'm, I'm good. Beep, beep, beep. Come on. Beep, beep, beep. What's happening? The scanner is seeing something that's coming through that may be a threat. And that's how you should see your mind. That if there's ever a threat, the Holy Ghost is like, beep, 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 beep. Get rid of it. Don't go that way. Lord, does he love me? Beep, 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 beep. Should I take that job? Beep, 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 beep. Should I sign this long? Baby, if the beep is there, don't have nothing to do with it. Because the spirit of the living God is saying, as it comes into your mind, even though you like it, want it, and want to be a part of it, if it's not a part of his plan and will, don't have nothing to do with it. That's taking every thought captive and bringing it to the obedience of Christ. Can I tell you this? Hear this. Negative thoughts are like thieves that must be arrested immediately because if they are not, they will rob us of so much. If you knew a, a thief was coming into your home, if you knew that they were coming, bro, you're like, let them come. I'm ready for them. See what I'm trying to say? It's a shame if we know. Watch this. What's the shame of faith is this. We know that the Bible says the enemy of our souls is roaming around like a lion. And yet and still we let them come in and ravage our families. We know he's going to do this, so let me protect my mind. Let me protect my thoughts. Let me protect the way I think. Let me protect my worship. Let me say this to you. This is extra you won't find on the screen. There should never be a time you walk into this place and the devil is trying to stop you from worshiping. I don't care how bad the situation is. You give God your worship even still. You say, I'm going to worship despite what I may be going through. I'm going to worship him when the bills are not paid. I'm going to worship him when I don't know when the money's going to come from. I'm going to worship him when there's the separation. I'm going to give God my worship irregardless. If the devil can rob you of your worship, he can rob you of one of your greatest weapons. What are you saying today? Can I tell you this? The word of God is like a metal detector that seeks to find, discover, and reveal any lies or hidden threats to our mind, heart, and soul. That's what the word of God does. 
It reproves us. It tests us. It tries us. It sits on our spirit. You hear a verse and you're like, man, that verse has just been resonating with me. There's been so many times in my life when I needed a word from God and I'll go to the word of God and I'll get the word that I need. Because he's faithful. Why, why are you saying these things? Because I think so many of us are defeated in our minds before the fight even begins. They used to say this about Mike Tyson. Guys used to be so afraid of him that they were beat before they even stepped in the ring. They thought that they were going to lose before they even got into the ring. Well, I'm like, bro, why did you suit up? Was it for the money? I mean, like, really? When there's some who got in the ring and said, guess what? You can talk all you want to. But I'm going to show you that I'm in this fight for real. And those are the fights that Mike Tyson lost. <laughs> Because they weren't intimidated by him. Can I tell you something? The enemy wants to intimidate you and he starts right here. If you notice, in the Psalms, especially Psalm 133, when we are anointed, it starts here because God wants to renew our minds first. If the anointing, if the oil of God can touch our head first, he's changing the way that we think first. Because if we can change the way we think first, all the rest will fall in line. Touch your neighbor and say, that's good. Come on now. So what you saying? So I want to challenge you right here. Let's begin to wrap this thing up. I want you to learn to protect your mind. Learn to protect your mind. How do I do that, Pastor? Well, it's in Scripture. Watch this. Go ahead and hit me. Watch what the Word of God says. Philippians 4.8. Here's another power verse for you. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, uh, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, that's where your mind should be. That's where your mind should be. I know the enemy wants to take your mind to doubting, to questioning, to what should you do. I started this message by asking you or telling you, sometimes I can get in my own head. Well, Cornell, there's your answer right there. If it, watch this, if it, if it, isn't, if it isn't true, if it isn't noble, if it isn't right, if it isn't pure, if it isn't lovely, if it isn't admirable, if it isn't excellent or praiseworthy, then guess what? I ain't accepting it. Watch this. You're like, Pastor, what are you talking about? Listen, they can say whatever they, do, they want to you. But it's what God says to you that matters the most. Why? Because what they say to me has nothing to do with his nature and his character for me. You remember when you were kids? You were a kid, you Sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me. Well, I got news for you. Guess what? They do hurt when I allow them to. And I'm old school like that, y'all. Come on now. I'm old school like that. I told you this morning when you said this. You remember when you were in high school? Bro, you remember you were in high school? They'd be like, yo, mama. <laughs> like, what? 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 And then you're like. Come on. Come on. You ready? Anytime you ready. You said what about mama? It's funny that you would defend your mama's honor, but the devil's been calling you out your name forever. We just let him have his way. No more tonight, mama. We tell the devil, now nah, I know who God has made me to be. I know what he has spoken over me. You may not accept me. You may not even like me. 
But guess what? My God loves me enough to die for me. That's the truth. Let me say this again. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Listen, beloved, what you allow in your minds will ultimately affect what comes out of your life. What you allow in your mind will come out in your life. That's why I've learned to speak life over folks. Every Sunday morning, I text about four, close to 400 pastors. Your beloved pastor is one of the first that I text. I text them because I know what the enemy is trying to do on Sunday mornings to our pastors. If he can get our pastors, male and female, guess what? He can get the rest of the flock. So I want to be that one voice that's saying, guess what? Let's go get them, champ. Let's go get them. I want to speak life and truth. I want to be the lifter of heads. Write this one in your notes. This is one of my favorite quotes that the Lord has given me. Write this in your notes. I want to be a crane and not a wrecking ball. I want to build up. I don't want to tear down. That doesn't mean I can't speak the truth. But I want to be a part of the family of God that lifts people up. The world wants to tell you now. And the world will tell you everything you can't be. But God will tell you you can be through him and there's so many people in this place tonight. If I were to ask you to line up and tell me some of the negative things that people have said over you, please, we would be here way past the game. Because people, they could care less. Their minds are not renewed by the truth of God's word. But yours can be. And many of you have. And so I want to speak life over folks. Can I tell you this? Listen. So be very careful about what you let in to your mind, heart, and spirit. Put a gate over your heart. Put, watch this. Let me say it like this. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. When it comes to my mind, when it comes to my heart and my spirit, I've told people this, Pastor Keith. This is a powerful word. Powerful, powerful word that he gave to me last year. I allow many people to speak to me, but not a lot of people are allowed to speak into me. Let me say that again. I allow many people to speak to me, but I don't let just everybody speak into me. Oh, they can speak to me, but they're not going to speak into me. Because unless they're speaking the truth of God's word, I don't have to receive it. So, how should we be thinking? Here's what we're going to pay the rent today. Three powerful thoughts, A, B, and C. Three Powerful thoughts. This is what I'm going to leave you with. And then we're going to engage in some time of prayer. And then we're going to get out of here and celebrate a win. Come on now. How should I be thinking? Y'all ready? Go ahead and hit me. A, write this in your notes. A, we should be thinking God can. That's just the truth. That's how we should think. God can. With him, all things are possible. You can't tell me. They said we can adopt her. Yo, yes, you can. God said they said he will never turn around. He will never be changed. Oh, yes, he can. With God, he can. You will never overcome your neighborhood. Oh, yes, he can with Jesus. You will always be broke. No, no, not with you. You're just going to be an addict all your life. No, no, with not. See, first thing I think is God can. That's just the truth. Watch this, though. It's about to get better. Watch this. B, watch this. God will. That's the trust. 
I trust him that if ain't there, if it ain't happened yet, I trust him that it will be. Some things in my life, bro, they I haven't happened, but they will because he has spoken over, over me. God can, that's the truth. Watch this, God will, that's the trust. I'm trusting in them. Maybe many of you are in the B section where you're like, God, I trust you. I just don't see it happening yet. Keep on trusting. God can. That's the truth. B, God will, that's the trust. Watch this last one. This is money. Ready? C, God did. That's the testimony. <laughs> that's the testimony I love that I know at the end of the day I can testify to what he's done in my life God can God will God did would you stand up right where you are today maybe here you're in this place and you're like Cornell man my thought life kicks my tail every time maybe you're here today and you got a, an important decision to be made this week Maybe you're seeing a doctor. Maybe you're seeing an employer. Maybe you're seeing a mortgage, whatever. And your thoughts are already ahead of you. You're overthinking it. And God is like, slow down. I'm in your tomorrow. And I need you to worship me today. With heads bowed and eyes closed in this place, I just want to challenge you in this way to say to you today, God wants to really change the way you think and give you a victorious way of seeing that he is who he says he is and will do what he says he will do. Thank you for listening. You know, we believe God has something amazing in store for you today. And now is the perfect time to take a few moments and pray about what you just heard. If this message spoke to you, we would love to hear about it. Send us an email to office at cccmidland.com or connect with us on your favorite social media at CCC Midland.